Thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Manoff, and today I sit down with Imran Khan, co-founder and CEO of three-and-a-half-year-old Shop, the e-commerce platform that specializes in independent and emerging brands. Considering the company's online focus, I wanted to ask Imran how it's fared during the recent ultra highs and lower highs of e-commerce. I also have to ask how the company has successfully leveraged the live stream shopping opportunity, while so many others have deemed the U.S. consumer not ready. Welcome, Imran. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being here. Before we jump in, we have to talk through your, I guess, trajectory, your career. What led you to launching Shop? I mean, it's quite the resume here. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, you know, I think when I was at Snapchat, one of the big trend I observed that more and more uh, people are building new brand and new product. You know, um, I think what Internet has done, it democratized the world. And we saw, you know, there are a lot of new creators came in and they leveraged platforms, other social media platforms to build their audience. And, you know, I think a lot of people are also very passionate about building a product or building a brand. And and as the supply chain got more and more easier, you know, as the web presence got more and more easier, all these individuals who are very passionate about building new brand and new product that I call it makers economy, they were struggling to find new customers. And that's really led to creation of Varishop. What Varishop is, you know, we are becoming the largest you know, platform for this makers economy, people who are passionate about building a product, building a brand. And we now you know, aggregate over 5,000 brands, that independent emerging brands. Those are very hard to discover. And we want to be the platform where shoppers can come discover this something new that they will find and they will love. I know that there are recent changes, the iOS 14, the privacy changes. I would think that this is all working to your advantage as brands really struggle to market on their own. Um, is that a selling point? Is this what you're I, I, telling them? Like we can help you get around these new challenges. That's, you know, I think the world is coming towards us. You know, when we started the plat business, you know, we realized that if you're a handicraft creator, there is a platform for you called Etsy. If you're a luxury brand, there is a platform called you called Farfetch. You know, if you are selling, you know, um, groceries or if you're selling books and things like that, there is a platform for you for Amazon. But if you are an independent brand creators and you want to build, because if you are building a brand that has a point of view, that has a story to tell, for you to find there is no new platform. You know, the brands that want to be this maker's economy, they don't want to be, you know, every platform. They want to be in a platform where they can distinctly tell their stories. And uh, and the way these brands were discover, distributing, you know, through social media. And uh, our original thesis was that social media will get more and more crowded and it will be very difficult for this to brand to acquire customers. But with this IDFA changes, that's fundamentally accelerated that thing. And uh, and these new brands are more than ever need a platform to build their presence, a new platform to help tell their story. And that really led, you know, the new product that we're launching on Varishop, you know, not only we are an aggregator like Etsy or Farfetch that aggregate this maker's economy, this independent and emerging brands, you know, you can find these 5,000 brands that you will hardly find anywhere else, but we're also now building marketing solution or advertising product for these brands that they can, these brands can leverage to acquire customers on Varishop and off of Varishop also. 
So, so really our mission is to help this independent and emerging brands thrive. And as far as I can tell that we are the only brand in the only platform in the US just solely focus on supporting this makers economy, this independent and emerging brands. So tell me your business model. Is it work like a, like a marketplace? Um, is it more like a, it's a marketplace, no? It is a marketplace. You know, we make money two ways. One, uh, merchant can come list product on our platform. It costs zero listing a platform. We have no zero listing price. You know, I don't believe because in my mind, that's uh, that's a punitive. Uh, brands can come to our platform and, and we make it incredibly easier. We have a self-service platform that you can leverage through that self-service platform to be on our platform in less than an hour. And once you're on our platform, if there's a transaction gets completed through our platform, we provide customer support and everything, then we take a cut rate, very much like Marketplace. But in addition to that, we also have this advertising solution product that if you are a merchant, you can come to us and buy advertising product, you know, that is that you don't have access to. So for example, we have a partnership with NBC. You can you can use Veroshop data to access NBC 200 million audience through us. Or we have a partnership with a lot of other media companies as well. So we are bringing ad advertising audience that our independent emerging brands as a standalone business will not have access to. Uh, so, uh, and that's on Veroshop and also off of Veroshop. Uh, so, so really our goal is to, you know, what we think, what if you look at what companies like Alibaba.com that solved the supply chain problem, and if you think about companies like Shopify that help companies build uh, brand web presence, what we are solving is their revenue problem, and that's what we're really going after. That come to our platform, build your your audience, but also you can buy marketing solution through us, through on our platform and outside our platform. You seem to be answering a lot of that issues, challenges that brands are facing these days. What can, you, what can you tell me about your growth over the last three and a half years? Yeah, I think if you look at our merchant count, you know, I think one of the most interesting way to think about the business that are you seeing the product market fit on the merchant site? You know, uh, today we now have almost 3,000 merchants with 5,000 plus brands. You know, our merchant grew 120% year over year last quarter. Uh, if you look at our merchant retention rate, it's over 99% per month. So, you know, so we, we're seeing incredible product market fit on the merchant side. And, uh, and you know, we launched our marketing solution business Q3 of last this year, and it's quarter over quarter, it's growing 6x. What can you tell me about a great example of a Veroshop brand? Somebody, um, like when I think creator, I'm like, what's a creator brand? Maybe they're in the fashion space or the beauty space, maybe home. Um, but yeah, what are some examples of like well-known names or those that are thriving on your platform? Yeah, no, I think I'll I'll give you some interesting example. Like take a look at a, a dress brand called Dress the Population, you know, and this brand probably does you know, actually, I don't. I shouldn't probably say how much revenue they do, but you know, it's a small, mid-sized brand, and uh, they build incredible product, and uh, and they really haven't, you know, had great success building their, you know, digital presence. And by coming to Veroshop, they were able to grow their audience, you know, digital audience through us, and so that's uh, really an interesting uh, brand that had really great success with us. Uh, same thing, we are seeing uh, stories in home category, in beauty category. Uh, so I think one of the most interesting thing is that we can help these brands to get incremental audience that they cannot get. 
Uh, the second thing is because we're an aggregator, we get a lot of customers that come to us for other product and discover new brands. And then the third thing, you know, because we're building this marketing solution as a smaller brand, you know, if you're a sub $100 million brand, you know, or sub $50 million brand, there's no way you can access to some of the inventories for marketing solution product that we built that you can get them. Well, tell me about your vetting process. I was reading up on your business model, and I know there's an approval process, not only with the brands you're carrying, but the products you're carrying. Uh, Who makes the cut? Yeah, I think to me is a brand has to represent them truly. You know, we're really going after the maker's economy. So we're really looking for brands. These are these independent emerging brands doing somewhere between $1 million to $50 million revenue. You know, we have brands that does more revenue. We have brands you know, that does slightly less revenue. But those are the brands we're really going after. And, uh, but, you know, it doesn't mean that we're not going to let bigger brands on a platform. There are some other big brands on our platform as well. But I think one of the biggest thing that we're really focused on, that the brand has to be authentic. So no matter what your brand mission is, you have to disclose that brand mission and you have to be authentic to the brand mission. So that when, because one of the biggest challenge that, uh, that shoppers have when you discover these brands from, and I have some horrible story that people bought social and heard that story, right? They bought something from social media and then product shows up six months later and then they try to return the product and you have to return it in some country that you never heard of, you know, and, 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 and that's a really terrible customer experience. So what we trying to verify that, Hey, is the product will show up on time. If the return process can be done through Veroshop, you know, um, because when shopper buy from our platform, we basically backstop the shopper they, that the product quality is there. Product time is there. If there is an issue, they can reach out to us. So, 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 so because we backstop the shopper, we have to vet the merchant and make sure that merchant is truly representative what he or she is say, talk, speaking about. I mean, this is, I didn't think of you guys in this term, <laughs> in this way. I'll tell you what, my mother has been, I would say, scammed many a times on Facebook. I'm like, quit buying things on Facebook. <laughs> oh my gosh. But um, this is smart. Tell me about, gosh, as Instagram develops more social commerce tools, Instagram, TikTok, all all these platforms are trying to conquer um, the shopping opportunity. I'm hearing from various folks that, you know, it's not seamless. Maybe you're on one of those platforms and it's almost like an impulse purchase. You're not really maybe in the market to make a purchase when you see something um, that you decide to get. Um, But what's your thought? Yeah, first of all, I think the fact that all these big platforms with lots of lots of revenue and hundreds of thousands of employees are doing that, it validates the market need. And I think some of the things we have done is very different, right? Number one, when a shopper comes to our platform, there is a direct intent that they want yes. to come here to shop. Uh, they don't here to come some look some influencer stories or you know things like that. So I think that so I think the big example for us that we are a shopping destination, right? When you go to a you know downtown shopping center, you go with the shopping intention. When you walk by the Madison Avenue, you probably go into your office, but you you know if there's a store, you might end up buying something, but there is no intent. So that's number one. I think intent matters. The second thing is that I think. Culturally, you know, I think, you know, 
we were really focused on giving shoppers the best experience. If you look at our net promoter score, it's like around 70, which is one of the best best in class NPS score. You know, we, we, we backstop the shopper. If you buy something, if you have a problem, you can call our customer support. We make, you know, you can return through our site. You have any problem, we, we refund you, you know, so, so we backstop the shopper. I think that's none of the social platforms wants to do it. So when you have an open platform and they don't backstop you, you are vulnerable as a shopper to scam. And that's a terrible customer experience. And that really goes back to, you know, um, I think we built a commitment to our shoppers. A lot of the social platform doesn't have that. You know, the third thing I think we're really, really differentiated is that, you know, we have this, you know, a vetting process. Like, you know, I call it like Apple App Store process, right? Anybody can yeah. submit an app in Apple App Stores, but Apple doesn't approve everybody. You know, they just basically, they don't use any judgment, but they just want to make sure there is nothing malicious there that can impact a Apple customer experience. Same thing with us. We don't judge. You know, I think that's a very big difference between us versus a traditional department stores, right? Where merchant, you know, the chief merchant will put his or her judgment. We don't judge a brand because I think at the end of the day, a brand is a promise. And as long the brand truthfully communicate their promise, we don't judge that promise. However, we will make sure that it's truly representing that. And if so, so that's the kind of things we do. Uh, so I think that when we do those things, it does a couple of things. Number one, it creates great shopper experience to purchase on a various shop. And that's why our net promoter score is world in, best in class. The second thing is it also brings uh, validation to our merchants, right? You are not, when you are with our 5,000 brands, you are in an, accompanied by a bunch of merchants who are similar to you. And by being part of this Veroshop community, it brings validation to you. When is, you are in a social media, any can, anybody can be a social media, you know? Uh, yeah. These days you can get a blue check mark for eight bucks, right? So, so, <laughs> so, uh, so, so I think, you know, the... That's, I think that's a big differentiation for us. Well, you mentioned your customer service and your um, top-notch service that you're giving customers. They're loving it. Um, tell me about your team. Um, smaller team, maybe under 100. Are most people kind of data scientist-type folks? Or, yeah, what's the breakdown? So I co-founded the company with my wife, you know, who came from Amazon, uh, spent, uh, I believe, seven or eight years at Amazon. And... Uh, a team breaks down roughly 40, 45% is engineering, product and design, and then other 55% yeah. breaks down into um, uh, uh, business analytics, you know, BI, uh, uh, customer support operations, uh, and our merchant partnership team, brand partnership team. Okay, fantastic. For most of the brands that sell on your platform, is it um, direct-to-consumer site, and Verishop, like these are their channels, um, pretty much direct to consumer brands other than maybe a platform or you're partnering, partnering with them to maybe be their first partner. Or how would you describe, am I wrong? No, I think you're right. Uh, so, but one big group of brands that we are seeing, I, I break them into three buckets. One is their direct to consumer and Verishop is another channel for them. Second uh, group of merchants, you know, historically they have been wholesale brands. They would sell on de oh. department stores, you know, but, yep. you know, as more and more people are not going to malls, more and more people are not going to department stores, you know, they are now 
you know, looking for new avenues and they come to Verishop to discover those brands. So, and then the third uh, uh, group of brands are, uh, I call it, you know, your neighborhood brands, you know, the people who, you, you, if you live in, you know, Connecticut or, or any kind of Dallas or, or anywhere, you know, you live in downtown, you know, areas, you will see that there's a, this unique, amazing brands they have their own physical stores uh, but now they are trying to go global or more national you know and Varishop helps them to go expand so so we help these brick and mortar brands to go digital we help the wholesale brands and obviously direct to consumer brands to expand them as well are your categories always expanding you are in fashion beauty wellness uh, home you've got men's you've got women's uh, is this your happy place or further expansion from here? Uh, I think right now, short term, I want to focus more on developing these brands, you know, develop, sorry, developing these categories, you know, so that yeah. we can create a holistic product selection for you. So, right, if you look at it in fashion, we now have almost 8,000 different dresses, you know, we're one of the largest you know, selection of dresses and, and definitely, the I think, I, in my opinion, the largest selection from these independent and emerging brands, you know. Uh, so you will find something that you will love, something that unique, something that, you know, uh, your friends may not have. Um, the So we, we're developing fashion, home and beauty and wellness. These are the four categories that we're really focused on right now and developing this focus and, and really be known for it and then go from there. Well, as you develop your categories, tell me about, you mentioned these authentic brands, um, is it important to your brand partners, those selling on your platform, to really be able to tell their story via their own like landing page or their own, um, I don't know, like say in the product descriptions, how much, um, I guess, control can they have? They have all the control. So we, the way we think, we think about the brand page is like a brand profile page, you know. So it's like you know, very social concept of that. You know, if you are in social media, you know, you control your your brand page, which they call it profile page, right? So we yeah, took the yeah. same concept in 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 our platform. Brands create their have the complete control on the brand profile page, and and when we have a pretty significant product roadmap to make them much more robust over time. But if you look at on our brand profile page. You know, it's very robust compared to what's out there already. Um, but you know, I think we're in like early innings, in a 1.0. Uh, tremendous things to do we can do on that front. The second thing is, you know, we created you know things like live streaming content feed, so brand can upload all their content and live streaming and things like that. And that you know, as soon as they create those content, those content lives not only on their brand profile page, but also on their product description page. So what we found that when brands add content on, on their product page, you know, it improves their conversion rate by 2x. So significantly oh, wow. improved conversion rate. So that's really, really valuable. The third thing I think we are, we're, we're helping brands is that we're making it incredibly easier for brands to do all those things. So we created all automated fashion so that, so that you can, you know, we brought in machine learning so that because, you know, I think when you're uploading those information and things like that, there's a lot of room for error. So we're trying to add a lot of, uh, reduce as much as human interactions possible and just recommend that to merchants so that merchant can easily accept and decline to create a better product description page. Again, we're early. I think there's a lot more room. But ultimately, you know, what we want to be the largest aggregator of this maker's economy. Is support, and we are on a platform that you can come discover this incredible product that created by passionate brand creators and uh, 
and you have all the information as a shopper need to purchase. Well, you mentioned live streaming. What is working? Why is it working for you or why are you leaning further into that? Um, is it about the right host and it's an influencer? Is it about um, the right platform where you're, um, I guess, streaming this? Uh, what's working for you? What's really interesting about us is that it's not so what live streaming working. It's the post live clips are becoming very valuable. So, you know, I think, you know, the live streaming really depend on the host. You know, if the host is very, you know, well-known and has a big following, he or she bring in a lot of audience. Uh, however, what really we found super valuable, we created this, you know, as soon as the live streaming ends, our with automatically through machine uh, uh, learning, we cut those uh, live streaming into mini clips and put them into the product description page. So if it's a live streaming about a skincare product, you know, let's say a live streamer did a live streaming about a skincare product, about a lipstick, about a, uh, something else, you know, as soon as the live streaming end, you know, through machine learning, we can figure out, okay, this clip is for skincare and XYZ skincare, let's say goes democracy. And we will take that automatically add that video clips into the product description page. And, and that's what's interesting we found is that that made the product description page very rich, you know, and, and very helpful. So when a shopper goes, you know, they not only find product description page, product images, but also these video clips to learn more about the product. And that really led to, you know, 2x higher conversion. And that's, we find it super attractive. So great. Well, tell me the brands. You're offering some shared resources here. You've mentioned several, but um, has shipping, what are you doing on the shipping front? I would think that that's become more valuable recently. Yeah, I think, you know, the one way I think about Vershop is not, it's just not really a marketplace or, or, or a marketing solution. Those are the solution services we provide, but we're a community. We're a community for these yeah. brands, right? And, 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 and our mission is to really help these independent and emerging brands thrive. And, 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 and what I like to think that by aggregating all these brands, we become larger than any others. Right. So we have now 5,000 brands. Our average brands does, you know, you know, sizable revenue. And by aggregating those brands, you know, we now, our brands are now doing billions of dollar sales combined. So we can go to any service providers, any shipping companies or any 3PL providers and say that we, if you come to, if you give us a special deal, we will market that to our merchant community. You know, and by doing so, we were able to get some incredible rates, whether it's for shipping, whether it's for uh, uh, whether it's for packaging, whether it's for uh, other third-party software that they need to our merchant community that they cannot get. You know, together, yeah. you know, by by com by combining, we are stronger than you know uh, any big brands. That's what we're really trying to built and 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 that's the that's the magic of Varishop and that's why our retention rate is so high because when when a brand come to Varishop they're not only getting more distribution they're not getting more eyeballs you know that they would not have gotten they are also can they sometimes you know they can use our marketing solution to reach amplify their audience they 
can access to these, you know, we have now 25 different partners, you know, and we keep adding more and more partners that offer special deals that you as a brand, as a one-off brand, you will not going to get access to. This is the same rate. Some larger brands with hundreds of millions of dollar revenue can get that. And that we are giving it to our merchants for free. And by doing so, I think we're bringing more value to our merchant community. And that's really what we're doing. And that's attracting great merchants. And that's obviously ultimately drive better shopper experience and all that drives the flywheel. So have you guys launched any brands in-house? Like the what you're describing to me, it almost reads as an incubator for some of these brands. Um, do you hate that word? Is that a possibility moving forward? You know, we did launch a brand. Um, I don't want to be an incubator for brands because I feel like then there is this conflict, you know, that do you support the in-house brands or do the, you know, my long-term vision is that, you know, we are a platform for hundreds of thousands of these passionate creators of product, you know, like if you're a passionate creator of creating music, you go to Spotify. If you're a passionate creators of creating this funny short clip video, you go to TikTok. You know, we want to be the platform that that supports these people who are passionate creators of building brand and product. You know, we, we building brand and product, you know, competing with them. I think that's not the route we want to go. We want, Our mission is to help those independent emerging brands thrive. So then the question is, Imran, why did you create your own brand? You know, honestly, the reason we created our own brand so that we can learn. You know, we can learn the pain yeah. points of the brands by having our own one small brands. We know and a DTC brand, we know what are the problems that brands are facing and everything that brands, the problem we're facing, we are saying, why can't we just aggregate all of our 5,000 brands and help them reduce that cost? You know, they need packaging. Let's call a packaging company saying that I have 5,000 brands. If you offer special deal, you're going to get more and more merchants. We can become a customer acquisition source for you. You know, we realize they need marketing because social marketing in many cases is not working. So so that we can bring new source of advertising in product for you. So that's the really, that is out to us is that, you know, we had a brand, we have a brand so that it helps us uh, really discover uh the challenges so that we can solve for the challenges for the brands. That makes sense. Well, as you're going to bat, you're doing um, a big marketing push. The brands are benefiting. What marketing channels are working? I know I've seen um, Vera shop in out-of-home marketing in New York City at some point. Um, but yeah, what's what's working best to acquire those customers? You know, I think, you know, you will have to think about marketing as a holistic channel, you know, because our merchants are brands that are storyteller. And that story has to be told in many different touch points. So, so if you just only do social, it's not going to work. If you just do Google, it's not going to work. So, you know, and I think that, I think that's what I'm telling the brands. You know, if, if you know, and that's why I think we're bringing complementary inventory, right? You can actually even small brands now through our platform can do television advertising for as low as ten thousand dollars. You know, you cannot get access yeah. to TV inventory for ten thousand dollars anyway. We 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 made it happen, and uh, and because I think when you do those multi touch point, you know, it sticks with the merchants, and and that's what we do. You know, we look at our incrementality very clear, very closely, and 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 again, we're trying to pass along those learnings to our merchants and bring those opportunity to our merchants. Well, what does a company like Barishop do for holiday, uh, holiday 2022? It's, it's its own unique beast. But yeah, what are your plans? So we're doing a couple of interesting things. You know, um, we, we, 
I, I don't know when this podcast will drop, but November 11th is a single stay. We have a big event oh, yeah. starting the single stay. So uh, please check it out. Uh, and then obviously we're going to have a big uh, promo for Black Friday and Cyber Monday partnering with our merchants. Uh, and then we have a pretty active calendar in December during this holiday season. You know, not only bringing, uh, we created incredible holiday gift guides, a uh, lot of unique products, you know, that you will not find anywhere. So uh, so we're trying to bring incredible selection at the same time working with our merchants. We know that inflation and everything is hurting everybody's wallet. So how can we give you the best price? You know, not only unique selection, but also the best price and also working with all of our partners to make sure that you get the product on time. Who do you consider your competitor? You know, it's an interesting question. Um, I, I look at competitors two ways. One, you know, Wherever our shoppers spending money is, quote unquote, we're competing with, right? So we're competing with, you know, anywhere, you know, if you're buying a dress from somewhere else, you're, you're, that's, that would love to have you as a customer. Uh, saying that, I don't know ex- any company that is directly competing with us in the market segment we're in. You know, we're squarely focused on this independent emerging brand, this maker's economy, we are squarely, so that way we are very different than Etsy and Farfetch. We also have uh, squarely focus on growing those merchants revenue, not on our platform, but off of our platform, right? Building this marketing solution kind of businesses. Um, I don't know that, you know, any other traditional e-commerce companies, you know, I know Amazon does it, but outside anybody else does it. Um, we're also bringing in, you know, this uh these these partners, you know, the shipping partners or packaging partners and things like that, that we don't make any money, but we bring those services to our merchants that I don't know any anybody else does it. So so I think in a way we're kind of very unique. You know, obviously we're competing for shoppers' dollars, but from a merchant point of view, uh, I think we're bringing the value that we bring into our merchant community. Uh, I, I'm not aware of any direct competition. What can you tell me about fundraising? Uh, you raised $40 million Series B in July. Um, is this future further fundraising needed? Are you guys pretty all set? Uh, or what's your plan, your end goal? <laughs> I know that, for in- for instance, uh, the Pinterest has acquired the, the yes. Like, Would an opportunity like that be, I don't know, something to look into for you? I think we're living in a world, you know, primarily what's going on in the stock market and, and then the investment market. I think we're with the interest rate increases and things like that. I think we're entering into a world that every company needs to think about how can I control my own destiny? You know, and you can really control your own destiny when you can be a profitable business. So I'm really very, very focused on reducing our burn rate. I think if you look at our business, our cash burn rate, I expect to decrease over almost 60%, you know, from last year to next year. And uh, oh, wow. and so I think I'm singularly big focus on that. I believe in it. I, I see I'm really passionate about our mission of supporting this independent emerging brands. And, um, and so I think what I'm really focused on right now is that how can we, you know, we did the Series B, can we build a business that can self-sustain, you know, and, For sure. uh, and then, you know, from there, we can always decide, you know, time to time, does it make sense to make more investment in the business? Time to time, what's the right corporate strategy for the business? But, you know, I think the key thing is, you know, I think e-commerce still like 13, 14% of the market, it will become 50%. I think this passionate number of brand creators will continue to grow as the world becomes fl- flat and flat. And, uh, 
and 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 I think our mission really supporting these brands has has a bigger cost than just building a business. And and but we want to do it so that we are not dependent on third party. And and that's one of the big area of focus, primarily given what's going on in the world. Yeah, I was going to ask what you thought about um, e-commerce's direction. You you kind of touched on that a bit um, as everything went to e-com, and then now it seems there's a rush back to stores as they open and people are excited to get out and about. Uh, tell me about that and also any plans for physical retail from from Verishop. I, I continue to believe, you know, that e-commerce as a percentage of overall retail sales will continue to grow. And uh, it's just a better experience, you know, and as more and more brand creators comes out, you know, you're not going to find 5,000 brands by going anywhere else. You know, I recently went to a de- uh, department stores. It just not, there's not enough selection, you know, and, uh, so if you need a product today, you know, yes, maybe going to a store makes sense. And, you know, the world opens up, you know, and I think uh, people will go back. But I think if you look at the overall trend, you know, the trend line, you know, the trend line hasn't changed, you know. Uh, and uh, so I think the e-commerce will continue to grow and it will become 50% of the market. And and people said, you know, about digital advertising, when digital advertising was 13% of the market, oh, it's never going to be 50%. People still want to watch TV. People still going to do, yes, 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 but the digital did become 50%. So I think that's going to happen for commerce as well. Um, so we really focus on, in terms of physical stores, no immediate plan. You know, I think, you know, going back, I think, the value we're trying to bring to our, sh- our merchant, I think we can do it, being big digital on it yet. But, you know, I'm a big believer of never say never. Um, uh, but right now, I th- at least in the next five years, we see so much opportunities to really expand our digital presence to support our merchant community. Anything else you can tease about 2023? What else is to come? Uh, I think in 2023, we launched a lot of product. And I want to just make sure that this product have been, you know, when you launch a new product, that's like a birth of a new product, and you need to uh, you need to care for them so that they can flourish. So I think we're gonna you're gonna see us continue to improve our live live stream experience, our shoppers experience. You know, continue to bring more brands on our platform. Uh, uh, continue to drive better discovery. I think that's a big challenge for us now that our selection is growing. Uh, so those are the things that we'll continue to remain focused on. Imran, you keep beating me by the punch by like one step. I was going to leave you with a final question, which wasn't the most positive, but it was just the biggest challenge weighing on your mind. You just mentioned the discovery um, challenge. Anything else that, yeah, keeping you up at night? <laughs> no, execution, right? I, I, I think... Uh, we got to continue to wake up every morning and stay hungry and keep the team motivated and, and execute. There are a lot of noise in the world. And, and that's really what I'm focused on. I know your team's working remote and you're in Dallas. How's this working out? I love remote. You know, I think for a company our size, remote makes much sense. You know, if we are a 3,000, 5,000 company, I obviously think 100% remote may not be the best idea. But given where we are, I think remote is the great strategy. We can attract great talent. And we can collaborate pretty fast. Same on the Digiday Glossy end. We like it. <laughs> well, Imran, thanks so much for being here. This was so enjoyable. Thank you for having me. Great seeing you, Jill. That's all for this episode. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. If you liked this episode, be sure to share it with someone else you think would. Thanks for listening to the Glossy Podcast.